Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode by episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms because it is truly outrageous. And so, in this episode, is issue 8 of the Gem and the Holograms comic from IDW. This is Viral Part 2, with our guest artist Emma Viacelli is back at the pencils this time. She is joined by the regular team of M. Victoria Roboto on colors and Kelly Thompson writing. This is, of course, our son Tech Rat the Ark. Tech Rat! Sorry this one's a little late, guys. Usually we have these out within a week, but I went to Canada. Kit came to the United States. These were at different times. It was kind of awkward to work around. And I'm still recovering from Gem Timber. It broke me. It shattered her into a million pieces. So, it's been a little while, but let's recap what happened uh, in Viral Part 1. Where are we at now, guys? Well, on the previously page, we've got Gem and the Holograms talking about Kimmer and Stormer. The next tier of the previously page is the Misfits being told they need a manager. And the introduction of that manager, who is anime glasses guy Eric Raymond. Actual Megane Vashonen, Eric frickin' Raymond. And row three is Eric Raymond telling Tech Rat to hack that band. Hack the band, Tech Rat. Hack it. That's basically where we're at right now. We open with a music video, and it's a pretty baller music video. Uh, as we recall from the last issue, they had to make a new video for more, 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 the holograms did, because the video they submitted to the contest is, of course, owned by Five by Five Records, who also owns the Misfits. Kimber has neck ruffles. Yeah, Kimber's got like a sweet cravat. I never thought a keyboard cravat would work so well, and yet. It's also kind of cool because you can see the uh, the outfit fully on page two. We've got Jem who's wearing an outfit that I think is Emma Viacelli's take on the sort of canon Jem outfit from the show. Uh, the pink dress with the asymmetrical skirt cut and like the little side apron thing. Yeah, that's right out of the cartoon. Kimber's like wearing a, a sexy Halloween version of David Bowie's costume from Labyrinth. You know, I was trying to figure out what that reminded me of. That is a good description of it, really. Yeah. They're also playing on like an alien wasteland. The next page, uh, Jim as a magical girl transforms into basically a Sentai suit. Yeah, she's like a magical girl going through a magical girl transformation coming out the other end like a freaking common writer. And then busting through an asteroid or some rocks. I don't know. And then she transforms back into non-common Rider suited gem, but with a more spacey sci-fi outfit. There's also this cool bit where on the very bottom, they use the sound effect boom to actually become a whole panel of gem like landing on the earth again. That's pretty cool. And then everybody's in space outfits. It's kind of nice to see like the matching space outfit theme, which is something that popped up occasionally in the cartoon. But the space outfits in the cartoon were awful, so... They really were. There's a reason, like, nobody wore them afterwards except, like, maybe Kimber sometimes. And then the music video pauses, and we have the holograms watching their music video. And they are super hyped about their new video. Especially Kimber. Best video ever. Oh my god, you guys, I absolutely love how Emma Viacelli draws Jerrica in particular. She's so cute. Everybody's cute, but, like, I love Viacelli's Jerrica in particular. Just the hair looks so nice. She's a little button. And Synergy's got her hair in ringlets because she's a hologram, so she can do what she wants. Kimber starts dancing around and suggests that they should write a song about Synergy. And everybody's like, you know, we can't do that. Kimber's like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course we can't tell anyone about Synergy in a way that suggests that she's totally told someone about Synergy. And the holograms pick up on that too because it's like, 
Have you told anyone about our incredibly dangerous AI that could be used by corrupt governments or crooked corporations and also the misfits, I guess? The best part of that is it could be really dangerous in the wrong hand. And Kimber's like, the misfits? And they're like, I I was thinking corrupt government or crooked corporation. But sure, the misfits too. It's another sort of nice nod to some of the stranger logic of the cartoon. Because whenever they talked about synergy falling into the wrong hands, they were definitely always talking about the misfits. And uh, Aja grills Kimber on whether or not she's actually told anyone about Synergy. Even Stormer. Kimber's the kind of person who would actually blurt that out. Not in like a gossipy kind of way, but just, she gets very excited about things. She'd just be mid-conversation, blah blah blah, by the way, our hologram projecting supercomputer AI, blah blah blah. The one that reminds me a little of my mom. Also, Aja is wearing a shirt that says Rick on it. It's really distracting. Who is Rick? Maybe it's supposed to say rock? There's like a little dot in the eye. Okay, so it says rock, but it looks like Rick. You know how you can do t-shirts in Japan that have random English on them? Aja seems like the kind of person who would order that stuff online because she can't deal with how awesome a shirt that just says Rick on it is. By the way, Shayna's outfit is super cute. Yes, yes, with the little stripes and everything. And it's like Barbie's first bathing suit. Oh, you're right. It totally is. Jerrica gets into lecture mode about how dad left Synergy to us and he expects us to be responsible. He doesn't expect anything, dear. He's dead. And Kimber's like, well, has anybody asked Synergy whether she wants to be told about? Yeah, what does Synergy want? Kimber makes a very salient point. And again, this is one of those things where I get really excited because someone is actually pointing out that Synergy is a character and not just a device to wear Jazzercise outfits. And Synergy does agree with the other girls. After a moment of hesitation. She seems so sad. She's very sad. I'm really excited about Synergy growing and developing as a character. I can't wait to see where she goes. Dark Gem looks super fun. BT dubs, guys. Dark Gem is coming. In like January, but Dark Gem is coming. Goth Gem, you guys! After a Christmas special, Dark Gem is coming. Christmas does that to a lot of people. Anyway, Synergy's like, yes, yes, I could be a very dangerous weapon indeed. And she's very sad. And she's got little ringlets and my heart breaks for her. Speaking of people who break our hearts, we switch to... The Misfits! Exactly. The Misfits are trying out Stormer's song that she wrote, was that last issue? The one that she wrote on her notebook that was really cute about her and Kimber. They're actually trying it out and it's neat. And uh, Pizazz thinks they should speed it up a little bit because it's a bit too ballady. And it's basically the entire conversation from the band's breakup all over again. Except Pizazz is being much, much, much more human and reasonable in this one than she was in the band's breakup. She doesn't put a colander on her head and start singing opera. She actually has a conversation. Yeah, she's like, I like the lyrics. It's just we gotta speed it up and give it a little edge. It's too soft for our, our album. It doesn't fit our album. And they like uh, they go back and forth on this. It's a good contrast to the other stuff. It'll sound out of place on the album. How do we know if we don't try? And it's also cool to see Stormer kind of sticking up for herself a little, which we definitely never saw her do in the cartoon. And it seems to be that Stormer is much more of a passive character, at least in terms of conflicts in the comic as well. I, I continue to enjoy just having Jetta and Roxy in the background looking shocked. That is that has become one of my favorite tropes of the comic. <laughs> I I wouldn't mind if they got character development, but I also kind of love this idea that they're the peanut gallery who are best friends who also hate each other. This is especially uh, pivotal here in this moment at the bottom of the page where Storm is like, why do you always get to decide what's happening? You're not the boss! Their faces. Yeah, they're just... (gasps) They're just shocked. (laughs) Yeah, of course at that moment, like, Jetta just pushes Roxy out, just go, 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 go. We're expecting a crash services table to appear so it can be upended. Oh, God. And Pizzazz is like, yeah, I am the boss. 
And then Storm is like, well, maybe there shouldn't be a boss. Uh, then I really like this part because Pizzazz, you know, she's not unreasonable. She's like, it's a good song. You're attached to it because you wrote it about Kimber. I get it. But if you want to do it now, it needs to be have an edge and be faster and have a heavier beat to fit with the rest of the album. But if you insist it's a ballad, then we can wait and fit it on the next album. Which is actually a decent compromise. I feel like this is definitely growth from that sort of solitary moment that we saw in the first arc of the comic where Pizzazz was sort of huddled over her broken guitar in her like purple jacket, feeling a little bereft almost. This definitely seems like she is figuring out a little more about how to communicate effectively rather than just scream and freak out all the time. Yeah, well, Roxy and Jetta are like, I can't believe she just did that. And then the phone's ringing, or Skype is ringing, I guess. And we find out what the red woman is named. Harcourt. Her name is Harcourt. I love it. And Pizzazz is like, I do not want to talk to. And then Roxy answers the call. That harpy right now. Harcourt gets an earful of her being called a harpy. And what's funny is that she actually says it's like, forget it, I've called you worse. I love the open vitriol that these two women have for each other. It's amazing. And she is called with news. Eric Raymond-related news. Eric has lobbied impressively on your behalf, and we agreed to send you on a short West Coast tour. And everybody is so excited. They look so cute. She has a caveat to this. She says that they have to have sold-out shows, minimum drama. Quote, I'd like to live in a reality where hearing the word misfits doesn't give me an instant migraine. And Possess is like, who's the opener? And Harcourt's like, I'm working on it. We know who the opener's gonna be. Because in the next panel, beep, Elise, Jerrica Benton is here to see you, Elise Harcourt. Elise Harcourt, I love it. I want, like, an issue that's just about Elise Harcourt. If we're gonna get an issue just about Rio, I think we deserve an issue just about Elise Harcourt. The entire issue is just her sitting at her desk and dealing with these various fires she has to put out. And then there's an entire page that's just her lying on the couch with a hot water bottle. And then it's ruined by someone saying, ma'am, the misfits, and she just groans. So, much later, uh, Jerrica, who seems to have returned home after this meeting, is, oh, honey. Yeah, Shayna comes by and is obviously leaving. And Jerrica's like, no, 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 get back here. You're going to help me with this party invite thing. I've got class. Shayna has a good reason to be leaving. Aja walks by. Can't do it. There's a tinny sound coming from the van driving me nuts. Gotta fix it. After then? Gotta date. Yeah, Aja doesn't have quite as good of an excuse. And Kimber walks by and just, Kimber? Nope. And Jerrica is having some kind of a breakdown. Again. Again, Shayna being the mother of the group is the one who notices. It's like, Aja. Yeah, Aja agrees to help later and Jerrica says, just forget it. I'll handle it myself. Just sign your contracts and go. Because it turns out they have contracts to sign with 5x5 Records. The Misfits label. They point this out. Is this a good idea? Signing with the same label as the Misfits? And Jerrica's like, I don't know, but I'm having to make all the choices because none of you will. Yeah, this is a great panel up here that has just Jerrica in this great pose, just freaking out. The speech bubbles are staged really well. It's a great panel. I don't know, Shayna. They had the best offer by far. None of you wanted to read any of the offers. I'm all on my own on this. Front the band, manage the band, write the songs, set up the events, review the offers, read the contracts, consult the lawyers. You are all doing your own thing. Fine. But if I do all the work, then I guess I make the decisions too. Which is, again, this is the kind of crap that Jerrica would have to deal with if she 
I mean, God forbid if she was running the entirety of Starlight Records at this point. This is the stuff that the cartoon does not get into. And it is nice to see, even in like sort of a wish fulfillment kind of like girl power fantasy, that we at least touch on these things that are incredibly stressful. Does Jerrica ever sleep? I'm leaning towards no. Oh, that poor baby. I don't think she does. And the girls just apologize as best they can. They say, we trust you. And so they sign the things. And Aja sort of a little half-heartedly offers to cancel her date and everything to help with the party that they are having. Uh, Jerrica says she's almost done anyway, dismisses the girls, and they both kiss her on the cheek and tell her she's the best. It's adorable. And then on the next page, we have Pizzazz threatening a nine-year-old. Wearing a shirt that says fake geek girl. Yeah, Pizzazz, it turns out, plays like online FPSs, and she is totally awesome at them. And she, her nemesis is a nine-year-old named Pablo. Which is the greatest. Like, there's this bit where the door rings and uh, she's totally in the zone, gets distracted. Clash Montgomery for you, let her in. Better be good, Clash. Pablo's mom only lets him play until six. What did you- You little- Your mama, Pablo! Your mama! Just screaming at him on her headset. I also like to point out that her controller apparently is like a PlayStation controller, but it doesn't actually have the things that actually hold your hand. So that is an uncomfortable looking controller, I gotta say. Her fingers aren't even on the shoulder button. No wonder you suck at this game, Pizzazz. You're not firing your gun. Pro tip, hold RT to make bullets come out of your gun. The next page has one of my favorite panels on it. Because it's Clash, um, and she's just like, my cousin Video got this in the mail list last week. I guess it's not really my favorite panel, and it's much as my favorite line of dialogue in this whole issue. And it's Pizzazz going, we'll skip over the fact that your cousin's name is somehow Video. You guys, this is actual confirmation that Video is for real still called Video here. I laugh every time I look at that line. I mean, you call yourself Pizzazz, dear. You don't have the moral high ground here. Clash brings news that Jam and the Holograms are having a Halloween party at their house next week. And there's a password to get in the door. And Pizzazz is like, you have that password? Clash is like, yeah. A password is probably a bit more exclusive than a, than an eight-year-old guarding the door. The password is, hey, your dad's looking for you in the lobby. I do I do love Clash's little hero shot here with the stars and the rays coming off of her and her doing the Peter Pan hands on the hips there. And a little rainbow behind her. She is so excited about everything. She's the hero of the day and she knows it. Maybe now they'll finally let her be a misfit. And then the next page we have... Is our boys, our babies. Eric's misspelled Starbucks cup. Which is a great detail, by the way. No! No, I am not okay, Eric! This system is impossible! I can't get in! I've tried everything! It's almost like it's AI! Keeps rewriting itself ahead of me! I'm in hell! The faces that Viagelli has drawn on TechRat in these two pages are great. It's incredible. It's such a great contrast to, like, Eric's, like, very realistic, handsome man face. Tech rat dramatically flopping all over the place. The next conversation is just basically, I swear to God, they better be dating. Because it's like back and forth, back and forth. Eric's like, well, if you can't do it, don't do it. Tech is like, I can't give up. This is my greatest challenge. I've never been happier. Eric's <laughs> like, this doesn't look like happiness. You don't know what you're talking about. I hate you. <laughs> this is incredible. This whole conversation is amazing. And it's also supported by our backgrounds are pure black and white again for the rest of the apartment. That is such a great contrast to these like vibrant panels. And, and then of course, when Tech Rat's like, maybe I could get through it if I was on site. The last panel is Megane evil bad guy anime man. Dude needs to push up his glasses meaningfully. And, and they need to shine and gleam. <laughs> That's the only thing it's missing. 
Not only did Jem and the holograms have a party coming up, and the misfits planned to crash it in style. But we've got all the misfits in these actually kind of adorable onesies with skeletons on them. They look really comfortable. Yeah, they do. I would totally wear one of those. But everybody's in like these skeleton onesies. Pizzazz is in like a bright green one and everybody else is in these like dark purple ones. And they've got like the basic skeleton makeup on. The password is magic. Now let's go make some, ladies. Storm is like, aw, jeez, really? And Jen and Roxy are like exchanging glances like, oh my gosh. Here we go. So that wraps up this issue. As far as the letters column, we've got a lot of people that are very excited. Lots of age ranges, lots of identities. Someone says they never really got into comics before because cape comics were never really a thing for them, but they love Gem and the Holograms. There is definitely one person on the last page who was super mad, who said, uh, like, the characterization is way off, and I'm not a fan of Kimber and Stormer as lesbians. And this just feels like more like bad fanfiction. The writer's capable of more than this. And someone who says, enough with the ripped up clothes and razor cuts here already. There's no glamour and glitter here. And it's like, oh, son, dark gem is coming. Also, the guy saying, I'm all for different body types, but Aja was a fitness freak. Okay, Aja being big and Aja being a fitness freak are not mutually exclusive. You're also calling her a fitness freak because she led Jazzercise once. And saying that Jerrica is not a self-sufficient, independent, strong woman here is... Again, you can be stressed out and still be those things. You can show weakness and still be those things. You can need other people and still be those things. John Barber, the editor, uh, his response on this is still really good, succinct, and on point. Well, you can't please everybody. Nobody's taking the original cartoon away from anybody. We all love it, or we wouldn't be working on this comic, but it's always been the plan to do something new and different, and, we think, keeping in the spirit of the original. But, hey, to each their own. Which is basically his polite way of saying, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Well, that about wraps it up for us on the Gem Jam. Uh, join us for the next comic, which should be coming out, I think, a couple of weeks from now, maybe three, IDW's weird. Uh, viral Part 3, which will wrap up our little Tech Rat arc. Uh, and after that, we'll have another Rio issue. And after that, will be Christmas Special and then Dark Gem. And we have so many exciting things coming up in this comic. Dark Gem! Dark Gem is the thing that Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way from My Immortal wishes she was. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. We are also on Twitter and Tumblr. You can find us just about anywhere at the Gem Jam, except on Twitter, we are at Gem Jam Cast. We are also a Patreon-supported podcast. If you like what we do, if you want to give us a couple bucks, that's super cool. We have special bonus things for you, behind-the-scenes things, comics, etc. Until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you that outrageousness is not a lengthy visitor.